Genre. To the Doctor's Companion presents Doctor Who, The Long Way Around, the weekly podcast where we review and discuss every episode of Doctor Who, one doctor at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Nick Jimenez. And I'm Scott Corelli. And today on the show, we'll be discussing Planet of Evil, the fourth Doctor's seventh story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Planet of Evil... Uh, comes to us from writer uh, Lewis Marks and directed er, David Maloney. Mm. Uh, Lewis Marks previously uh, had written Day of the Daleks during the Third uh, Doctor era and Planet of the Giants during the First Doctor's era. Um, and uh, now he, uh, he came back to write this. Uh, the director... Um, had previously uh, directed uh, the Genesis of the Daleks, um, which makes a lot of sense, weirdly. Like, they feel similar. Um, mm. Only one is a lot better than the other one. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, yeah, Planet of Evil, um, basically what this came down to was that uh, – Hitchcliffe and Holmes uh, had basically uh, decided that the program had spent too much time on Earth recently and wanted to create some truly alien environments, uh, something that hadn't really been done since, like, Second Doctor. And they just felt like, oh, you know, technology's come a long way. We could probably do some really cool stuff now. And so they talked to uh, the designer, Roger Murray Leach, about creating a truly alien environment within the confines of the Ealing Television Film Studio. Uh, and uh, Hinchcliffe suggested that the story take inspiration from the 1956 science fiction film Forbidden Planet. Um, but unlike Forbidden Planet, where there's a monster that is revealed to be the like embodiment of a dark si side of a scientist's mind, Hinchcliffe suggested that the monster could actually be uh, could represent the dark side of a planet. So that was their crazy idea. And then Holmes was also interested in using uh, the strange case of Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde as um, inspiration to draw upon as well. So they combined Forbidden Planet and Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and created Planet of Evil. Um, this is uh, – that's and that's – here's the thing. That's basically it. The only other, the only other bit is that the sets um, for the alien planet were so good uh, that the BBC Educational Service actually uh, photographed it extensively to use as an example of design excellence um, for uh, uh, set design school. 
Oh wow! Going forward, um, that they just they were so impressed by this. But unfortunately, the set was so good that it actually um, made it virtually impossible to position sound booms. So they had to uh, uh, dub the whole, all of the audio um, in the uh, jungle sequences in post production, which is also why it's shot on film uh, because they didn't see a point in uh, filming it with uh, video if um, they weren't going to get sound anyway. So they just filmed uh, all of, even though it's interiors technically, cause they're on a set. Um, they did film it with a, uh, with film cameras, which they typically used for location shooting. Uh, they shot all of the jungle stuff on film and then dubbed the audio in uh, post-production later on, which is gives the, the, the stuff um, gives the set like sort of like an interesting look because we're so used to sets being shot on video uh, in Doctor Who mm-hmm. that to see a, a, a set shot on film uh, really sort of like tricks your brain into thinking they're outside. Um, and uh, I, I do like that as like an aesthetic choice. Um, I just wish it was in uh, an episode that was less mind-numbingly boring. Um, <laughs> so There it is. <laughs> Um. Anyway, Planet of Evil. I wasn't that's it. gonna that's be that mean about it. <laughs> it's so boring. It's so boring. Um. Anyway, uh, is 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 science bad? You guys, I don't know. This episode doesn't have any answers. <sighs> it turns out it's is, man. Is the science bad? Is the military bad? Are they both bad? Why I, energy? Society, are 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 black holes bad? I don't know. I no one no one has any answers. Uh, plan, plan anti-matter, of evil. Sarah. Anti-matter. It's all it's all evil. We all just don't know. All evil. Oh. oh man. Oh man. <laughs> and that wraps um, it up for this week. No, I'm just all right. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean, here's the thing, Hinchcliffe and Holmes, this is like one of the greatest eras of Doctor Who, mm-hmm. uh, and it's important to note that, uh, because whenever we get one that is kind of a dud like this, um, it hurts a little bit more, I think, because of... I mean, it's. I guess it's nice that they're trying things. Um, it's just that they're trying and failing. I mean, I don't know if if that is uh, a result of the writer that they chose for this particular episode or what. Um, but it's just not. It really just feels like a runaround, you know? Yeah. Um, like it, every episode just feels like more of the same. Like mm. <laughs> every episode is like the military. They don't trust the doctor and Sarah, and then they win their trust and then they lose it again and then they win it back and then they lose it again and then they win it back and then they lose it again mm-hmm. and then they win it back and they go home. That's the whole thing. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's not great. Sure. There's never, uh, there isn't much escalation. If no. you, if you like chart the progress of the story, like I'm like a, like a map. Yeah. It, it kind of just goes in a straight line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is a, a really, really good season. Uh, this is the worst story in it, I think. What I, so. uh, 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 oh, Cass, please. Oh, is the, is that Android story in this season? 
Uh, Android Invasion? Yeah, that is yeah. this season. Okay, uh, I posit that as the worst story in this season because that story is garbage. Okay. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I we'll, we'll see this... because that is the, we'll see because that is that is very fond like people are very fond of that episode. So. Oh what? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. No way. Um, anyway, we'll see. I fight all we'll of see. them. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Okay. The, I I just think this is so boring. Anyway, what were you gonna say, Nick? I I will say that I I thought this was a gorgeous episode visually. Mm. I really sure. love the jungle sets. I really like I, – I don't know. I kept thinking watching this how much I, 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 I might have liked this episode if I was like a boy, if I was young. Uh-huh. Just like I really liked the, the antimatter monster, like the giant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. One of my favorite like sci-fi movies growing up was Forbidden Planet and this really mm-hmm. gave me Forbidden Planet vibes. Sure. It was based on it. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Cool. See that's um, you gotta you gotta you gotta listen when I'm talking about the behind the scenes <laughs> stuff, Nick. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> just get off the internet and listen to what I'm saying. Yeah, no, my bad. Uh, and yeah, but and uh, I don't know. I, it also kind of reminded me a lot of we talk about Eleventh Doctor episodes in uh-huh. terms of like the cast assembled or the characters assembled being greater than the sum of the parts of the episode. Uh huh. And I don't know. I just found myself really – I really love Sarah Jane and the Doctor in this episode. Mm-hmm. I, I thought every scene with them and their back and forth was just really engaging to me. And it reminded me of how much I love these two as a partnership. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I was just struck in this episode how like I think Sarah Jane might be the perfect companion or at least like the ultimate companion. There's something so just unbothered about her. Yeah. so much of this episode she's just like oh yeah we need to go back to the tardis i'll go i'll go get something but i need the key stupid and i'm like oh it's so she's so good yeah i feel like um at some point we should do some sort of like ranking of of uh doctor companion uh uh teams like pairing oh, that's interesting i guess yeah. um because i think i think Four and Sarah Jane are probably second only to two and Jamie, which is like the ultimate, mm. I think. But um, yeah, they're they're one of the best for sure, without a doubt. Well, Cass, lead us through this this, <laughs> this, <laughs> this very well designed jungle. Yeah. Planet of Evil, Part One, written by Lewis Marx, directed by David Maloney. Produced by Philip Hinchcliffe, script edited by Robert Holmes, air date 27th of September, 1975. On a distant planet called Zeta Minor, a group of scientists led by Professor Sorensen are performing a geological expedition to discover a new source of energy, but they come to the conclusion that the planet almost seems to be alive. One of the scientists is attacked by an invisible force and killed while another manages to send a distress signal before he is killed in the same fashion. The TARDIS receives the distress signal, and the Doctor and Sarah Jane follow it to Zeta Minor's surface and begin to explore for clues. At the same time, a probe ship from Sorensen's home planet Marestra also arrives, following the same distress signal. The Doctor discovers the mummified remains of one of the scientists and attempts to investigate the cause of death, but is discovered by Sorensen and the armed landing party, who assume that the Doctor was the one who has been murdering the scientists since they arrived there weeks ago. 
Meanwhile, Sarah is taken prisoner by the Morestra when their leader, Salomar, fails to believe her story. He is convinced that she and the doctor are working together to sabotage their efforts to find alternative energy sources and orders their execution. However, thanks to the power failures around the base, the magnetic locks on their cell aren't working properly and they escape, only to find themselves face to face with a semi-transparent creature that is glowing red and reaching out for them. So I just want to start off by saying this is the least prepared science expedition I think I've ever seen. Um, my dude <laughs> well, is run ha- by the military for <laughs> right? once. So. My dude is handling weird alien stuff with no gloves, and they don't have flashlights. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, what is this, Prometheus? <laughs> okay, fair. Um, at least Prometheus is interesting and has Idris Elba in it. So, uh, but <laughs> and we talked Idris about Elba how smoking a cigarette and decorating a Christmas oh, tree. Hell Let's- yeah. yeah. <laughs> And uh, hooking up with Charlize Theron's character by accusing her of being an android. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should be watching. We, we, we've <laughs> talked a lot about how Ridley Scott like must must have loved Doctor Who growing up, right? Or oh, he definitely did. He's talked about it. Yeah. Okay, great. He's definitely talked. Yeah, about Yeah, isn't it. the main like the, character of Prometheus named after Liz Shaw? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Her name is Elizabeth Shaw. Maybe that's why we love those movies so much. Mm-hmm. Like like Prometheus and Covenant. Whatever. I don't. I haven't seen. Pro, I haven't seen uh, Covenant. Yeah, I so. haven't seen that. Oh, really? I still haven't seen it. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I like it a lot. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What else happens in part one? Um. <laughs> I really like that shot with Sarah with the weird lighting where she's like frozen. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's. I like. I guess I like the ambiance of this episode more than anything that actually happens in it. Yes, I agree with that. Um, and I'm not really into, like, Doctor dealing with hostile military people, but that's basically what Classic Who's about, so. That's, like, so much of Classic Who. That's what, like, an entire era of Doctor yeah. Who is. Yeah, like what? Um, um, like the back half of Four? Yeah. And, like, Six Doctor? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, the third doctor is literally, he's just like, oh, yeah, bumming around true. with the military. Yeah, but like, <laughs> and they're, they're like, they're telling him not to do stuff. <laughs> but that's like a friendly relationship instead of like I mean, these, depending on who's writing yeah, it. Yeah, these like bowl cut space cops or whoever they are. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, I just can't, I just can't get over how much respect they want, yet they're wearing those outfits. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're just like, respect me. And it's just like, I mean, look at what you're wearing. We are military men. <laughs> I will say that anytime Doctor Who does a like a spaceship miniature, I'm super about that. So I like oh, yeah. the I like the dorky yeah. spaceship. I really like the ship. I really like the shot of the ship, and it's highlighted in the wiki of like it cresting over the planet, mm-hmm. that pink planet. I don't. Yeah, I also really it, this episode really gave me like Star Trek the motion picture vibes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I yeah I could I could get that, especially like the color of the of the science people's uniforms. Yeah, yeah, very seventies. Yeah, very seventies. Um, the cops are in like baby blue colored outfits with like the weird white like circular things around like their arms and legs, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the the science people are in like like sort of like brown jumpsuits. Yeah. Um, 
And it's uh, very, very uh, Star Trek, the motion picture. Definitely. I have no other notes aside from I, all the cliffhangers suck except for the third one. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, uh, you're not wrong. I really think I, I think Sorensen was an effective foil. Uh, the, the scientist the guy. Yeah, the, like the kind of grumpy. He looked seventies as hell. He looked like a Brooklyn like beat cop. <laughs> he did, and then he had like not a voice to match it. His accent was yeah. He looked like he was very <laughs> he sweaty. Of somebody, yeah, he was very sweaty. You're right. He was having a hard time. Apparently, this place wasn't air conditioned. My favorite kind of Doctor Who classic villain is starting to be like just the miserable skeptical dude that's just like why are we doing god no what why are we oh no the energy and i don't know he was just in he was <laughs> incorrigible this entire story true to say nothing of his miraculous and wonderful transformation that we'll get to <laughs> it's weird how like doing um like watching classic who like this like we are um there's like weirdly like weird themes like last time it was just like oh unlimited energy and now this time is like unlimited energy um sure yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're both kind of about man's insatiable thirst for for progress and, yeah. and consumption and then we had the crazy alchemist guy in the second one yeah there's lots of crazy science guys in this this mm-hmm. round yeah this lots of yeah lots of people dying trying to stop the doctor from doing something <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people die in this one. They do. Yeah. Fall into pits. A lot of falling into pits. Well, he falls into a pit, but we'll get to that. I don't want to. Yeah. The the doctor and Sarah sort of like walking around the jungle planet and then they like run into the 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 figure, the like outline thing. It's like, like somebody drew. Like a an outline of a monster, uh, rotoscope monster. Yeah, uh, but they're like uh, they're like freaking out about it. Um, but the the way that it's it's shot, like how they they shoot it on film and then um, uh, do like the sort of uh, post dubbing, and the post dubbing isn't done particularly well because I think they're they're not used to having to do it like this close up. Mm-hmm. Like usually when they do it, it's like long shots where they're like way in the distance. And so it's like, oh, yeah, we don't have any lips that we have to sync. We just have to make it kind of look okay. And they were obviously having trouble syncing lips to dialogue <laughs> this time because it was, it was rough. I mean, it looked like, a, it looked like an old Godzilla movie. Um, sure. It was, it was, uh, it was a, little, a little crazy. But um, it was, uh, I don't know, it gave it like an interesting vibe, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's good. Ish. It almost seems like it would be a fun episode. If I was like making a movie or something and I wanted to like a do- old Doctor Who episode to be on in the background, like I think this would be a fun one just visually. Yeah. Like Sarah Jane running through the forest or Sure. Oh my god, I, I love so. her outfit. Her outfit was great <laughs> in this one. Mm-hmm. It is really good. The it ruffles. Is really good. It it is it makes it uh, her outfit though it it makes it like painfully apparent how tiny she is yeah and so I'm just like always scared for her <laughs> she's so little 
Planet of Evil, Part 2. Written by Lewis Marks, directed by David Maloney, produced by Philip Hinchcliffe, script edited by Robert Holmes, air date 4th of October, 1975. A Morestran guard happens upon them and fires at the creature as it attacks and he is killed, while the Doctor and Sarah Jane make a break for it, escaping into the jungle. Vashinsky, Salomar's second-in-command, sends a tracker into the jungle to hunt for Sarah Jane and the Doctor. Upon examining the dead guard, Sorensen confirms that he has been killed the same way as the others, but believes their deaths are a small price to pay for the minerals he has discovered on Zeta Minor, which they can successfully use as a new source of perpetual energy. The tracker finds the Doctor and Sarah Jane, who are quickly captured by the Morestrians. Once he learns of their plan to mine minerals from Zeta Minor for energy, the Doctor begs them to reconsider. He explains that Zeta Minor exists on the boundary between the known and antimatter universes. If they try to take anything from this planet, they may endanger the entire universe in the process, if they can leave at all. With the minerals loaded, the Marestrans attempt to leave the planet when a creature attacks the ship, killing several crew members in the process. The Doctor tells them that the only way the planet will let them leave is if they do so empty-handed, so he leaves to attempt to communicate this intention to the creature. But the creature rises out of a pit and causes the doctor to fall into it. Um, that one guy dies like a champion. Um, yeah, I love it. Monty. <laughs> I don't remember what his name is. The one that dies the opening of the episode. Oh, okay, no. Where he's like yeah, screaming and writhing. I love one. When- <laughs> oh. Yeah, O'Hara. O'Hara. Sure. Yeah. The one yeah. they find. That's uh I, that was that's the thing, like the way people die in this, um, like we didn't talk about this in part one, but like how they just they just it looks like they just scream until they give up living. Yeah, they scream until they <laughs> fade out of the the shot. Like, oh yeah. no, and then, and then they lay down on the ground and then disappear. <laughs> and then they find them again, but now they're mummified and drained. And right. it really confused me at first because I was like, oh wait, is that a different why do they leave and then reappear? And then, you know, we find out and it makes total sense. <laughs> no, no, no questions. Yeah. But that threw me off for a minute. Mm-hmm. The mummies. Yeah. Not enough well, mummies. Wait, wait, wait until you get to the next episode. Oh, We're going to cover God. the time. Can era. we just talk about that one instead? <laughs> oh, Stone Cold Classic next time. Man, can't wait for that. Um, uh, yeah. The spooky ghost monster. Um, the noise yeah. the guns make is really, really silly. It is. Um, it sounds kind of like an otter or something, like a rodent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I really like the atmosphere of part one, and then the mystery like doesn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, they're on this antimatter planet, I guess. And yeah, the science does not check out. Yeah, <laughs> does is uh, is part two the one where they get arrested and tried for murder? They get arrested and tried for murder in like all of them, but yeah, I think so. Okay, like specifically, like they're not listening to him. Like he's trying to explain things, and they're like talking over him and yeah. being like, yeah. "You'll talk when I say you can talk." Um. <laughs> Ironically, now, I, I found a little bit of behind-the-scenes history that I found interesting. Uh, at one point in the episode, uh, the character Ponty shows up, and I was like, hey, a black guy in Doctor Who, that's great. And I, I yeah. was so like, oh, that, I, 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 that I, I looked up the actor, and the actor's name is Lewis Mahoney, and he's still with us. 
Uh-huh. And uh, he was in a, he is an anti-racist activist and became a uh, the vice president of equity between 1994 and 1996. Oh, that's awesome. Which I don't know. Yeah. As, as an actor, I just found that really impressive. And so this whole episode, I was just like, that's so crazy that like the vice president of equity is in like this random episode of Doctor Who. As, like, a <laughs> <space man. laughs> that's cool. <laughs> He's, he is a spaceman. Yeah. He is a He space also man. falls down a pit to his doom. Yeah. Planet of Evil, Part 3. Written by Lewis Marks. Directed by David Maloney. Produced by Philip Hinchcliffe. Script edited by Robert Holmes. Air date, 11th of October, 1975. Assuming the Doctor is dead, Salomar orders that the minerals be removed from the ship, but Sorensen slips a single canister back onto the ship. Sarah Jane escapes and races to help the Doctor. After falling through a seemingly endless abyss, the Doctor is suddenly climbing out of the pit as Sarah Jane finds him, the Marestrin tracker not far behind. Meanwhile, Sorensen runs some tests on the minerals as his eyes begin to glow red and he suddenly doubles over in pain. He drinks from a flask and returns to normal. The Doctor is taken to sickbay as the ship prepares to leave again. He says that he gave his word as a Time Lord that the ship would not attempt to leave with the minerals again. But as the ship begins to drag and crew members are killed, he realizes that there must still be some minerals left on the ship. Convinced that there is no reason for the creature to be attacking again, Salomar accuses the Doctor of causing the deaths. A crew member screams, distracting Salomar, allowing the Doctor to punch him and escape. When the Doctor reaches Sarah, they see a hybrid creature the Doctor calls Anti-Man attacking the crew member. It escapes just as Salomar recovers and runs into the room to see the Doctor and Sarah Jane standing over yet another crew member's body. Before the Doctor can explain, he is shot by Salomar, who orders that he and Sarah Jane be executed via ejection into space. After prepping them for ejection, Vyshinsky refuses to go along with the execution and tries to fight off Salomar, but in the struggle, the ejection lever is flipped. So the Doctor, like, falls in the pit. Um, <laughs> and he falls forever. Well, does Ponty Ponty falls in the pit first, right? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Part two, in two, yeah. Okay, yeah. Like when he falls in the pit, he's like, like he doesn't fall so much as he like just starts screaming and then and then steps into the pit. And we watching just- it, watching it initially to me, it looked like something about because he's grabbing Sarah. And it's like something about Sarah was like stinging him or hurting him because he's like ah, and then he and then he falls into the hole. <laughs> yeah, he just really jumps weird. in. He just jumps in. Yeah, yeah. It's real weird. Um, and then yeah, the, the doctor falls and like it's pretty. It's a pretty cool sequence. Like him yeah, great. falling through the pit is like pretty cool. It's very psychedelic. Dun, 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 very psychedelic. Dun, dun, one dun, one of the more dun. psychedelic things on this show, mm-hmm. I think. Um, it's, uh, pretty, pretty cool. We need more uh, of it. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, especially four. Four, I think, would have been the most, I, I would love to see him just, like, yeah, falling through dimensions. Yeah. Tripping out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, Sorensen get, gets, uh, Martian Manhunter eyes. Yeah. Because he's hanging was- out with those minerals too much. I thought that was a cool effect. Yeah. <laughs> Playing with his rocks. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I like that. 
I don't have I like Guys, this episode's so yeah, boring. Yeah, it really is. I, I mean, it's there's not even like fun stuff to like make jokes about. Like it's just boring. It's so boring. Um I I did think that the concept of like a planet being at the edge of matter and antimatter was interesting. Sure. Uh, I was like, oh, that's cool. Or just like uh, the like, kind of take a penny, leave a penny logic that the episode kind of gave us of like, or like, yeah, you can't, I don't know. It must feel like a ghost, like a, like a ghost story where like, no, you can't take anything. You're, oh no, my fuck. What, 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 what was it? What was like a, he had like a toffee tin with like a little yeah. bit of minerals in it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a, it was like a Altoids tin. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um. Yeah, it was uh it's it's yeah, it was interesting. It reminded me of like um like a like a pirate curse or something, yeah, like, like treasure with a curse. Uh where it's like, oh yeah, you know, you can you can have all of this treasure, but the curse means you can't leave with it. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like Hotel California. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Or the cave of wonders. Yeah. yeah you- you can check out any time you like, Aladdin, but you can never leave. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Now I want Hotel California to play as the doctor is falling through <laughs> that, that hole. Oh, my God. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh. um, one thing I did... Um, like Sarah Jane asks him, like, "Oh, how did you get out of the 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 pit? Did you like, you know, just you just talk to another, like, chat with another universe and negotiate or whatever?" And that reminded me of, um, oh, what's the Thirteen Doctor episode with the Frog Universe? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was kind That's of right. friend. yeah. So that was kind of weird that it. I don't know. It reminded me of new stuff. Cool. We found yeah, another echo. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, episode. I love that. I love that scene. That that to me was like a really like. Oh, this is the quintessence of thirteen to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, they hit a lever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They're gonna get sure. jettisoned into space, and then that's the yeah. the. Yeah, because again, like they they won them over, but now like they they lost winning them over and now they're going to get ejected into space. Yeah, it was a lot of like someone finding them by a, a mummy body and be like, you did this. Strap them to something now. Mm-hmm. He's like, we just, we've explained to you so many times that we didn't do this. <laughs> it's the same situation every time. We found them first and then you found us and then you assume we did right? it. Imagine imagine what a horrible story like Murder on the Orient Express would be if every time Praro was like near a dead body he had to prove again that he was a detective that he had solved lots of mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's every Doctor Who. That's every Doctor Who episode. Oh, God, I hate it every time. It's like the Doctor Who trope I think I hate more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Is the everyone assuming there that he's a murderer? Yeah, guilty until proven innocent. Yeah. Yeah. God, so sick of that trope. Ugh. It's like that and being captured and <laughs> taken into prison. <laughs> I guess which they're related, but you know, <laughs> they're hand in hand in hand. Yeah, and then third is uh, stuck in in the middle of a civil war. Mm. 
Oh, that right. can be like, done well. It can be, but it's also super tired. Yeah. Like rom-coms. They're really good unless they're really bad. Right. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> Planet of Evil, part four. Written by Lewis Marks. Directed by David Maloney. Produced by Philip Hinchcliffe. Script edited by Robert Holmes. Air date, 18th of October, 1975. Another crew member screams and Salomar runs off to investigate, allowing Vyshinsky to flip the ejection lever back before it was too late. He then relieves Salomar of duty and puts the ship on red alert. As Sarah Jane and the Doctor get out of their restraints, the Doctor realizes that Sorensen has been affected by the antimatter minerals and is becoming the anti-man. He tells Sarah Jane to let the rest of the crew know while he tries to reason with Sorensen. The doctor breaks into Sorensen's room with the sonic screwdriver and explains to Sorensen that the vaccine he believes was protecting him from the antimatter was actually causing a hybridization to occur. Sorensen agrees to abandon all antimatter that is still in his possession, but Salomar intends to kill him with a neutron accelerator instead. Sorensen turns into Anti-Man again and attacks Salomar. The radiation from the neutron accelerator creates Anti-Man duplicates that attack the crew as the ship begins to be pulled toward the planet's surface. Realizing that Sorensen is now another source of antimatter, the Doctor stuns Sorensen's Anti-Man and drags him into the TARDIS. They land on the planet's surface and struggle a bit until the Doctor manages to push him into the creature's pit, tossing the canister of minerals in as well. Because the Doctor has now kept his word, Sorensen is separated from the Anti-Man and reappears alive and well nearby. With the worst now behind them, the Doctor suggests that Sorensen should perhaps look into harnessing the kinetic energy of planetary movement. Sarah Jane and the Doctor say their goodbyes and take their leave in the TARDIS, 30,000 years late, for an appointment in London. So, um, I literally only have three notes for part four, one of which is LOL, the resolution of the cliffhanger. (laughs) Because yeah. one of the, like, okay, the crazy scientist turns into an antimatter werewolf, which we'll talk about that. Oh, my um, gosh. And then he kills a guy. And they're like, obviously, Sarah and the doctor didn't do it because they were strapped into a uh, airlock. So clearly they're innocent. <laughs> clearly. And the guy, like, I love the guy hesitates. And then he's like, yeah, I'll save him. And then just pulls the lever again. <laughs> Uh, Scott, earlier in the episode, you mentioned that they were the writers were inspired a little bit by Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. Yeah, and and when you said that, the first thing that popped into my head was like Harry Sorensen man, right? Of course, and I, and I was like, that's the connection to like, oh yeah, make him look all because he he looked like a living Hanna Barbera cartoon. <laughs> yeah, I think I well, I mean, there's definitely that, but I think the other part of it was the um. The like negative version of him, like with the the outline thing. That, oh like, right, yeah. That's like part of him too. Um, the 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 duplicate, the so... transparent duplicate. <laughs> yeah, and it's like and it's like going out, and like everyone's like, "What's going on?" And he's like, "I don't know what's going on." And but it, it was him the whole time, right? Yeah, know? the loss of control, right? The, so, the it. I think that's what. Yeah, all because he he couldn't let go of his rock. What's... <laughs> <laughs> what, what story did we have? Because we've had weird energy werewolves before. Um, yeah. Was that Inferno? I love this show. Yes, that was Inferno. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah, the radioactive werewolves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we've had green. weird energy werewolves before, she said. 
I know. I love this stupid show. <laughs> weird energy werewolves. This show has done weird energy werewolves more than once. <laughs> That's really saying something. <laughs> Last time they were green. <laughs> Last time they this were time green. They're red. Oh god. And ghosts. Time is a flat. That's true. Oh, I would man. love it. I don't I I can't even tell you for sure that this is the last time we're going to have weird energy werewolves. Yeah. It's a very broad term. Um you know. Is the is the the Victoria werewolves one energy werewolves? Which one is the that? 10th oh, doctor yeah, one? The, yeah, the founding of Torchwood. I think those are just old oh. school werewolves. Yeah, I think those were just regular werewolves. Oh, really? They were like a, they were like monks or a cult yeah, or something, yeah. right? I don't remember. Yeah. It was something. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't think it was energy related. I think they were just they were like alien werewolves or something. <laughs> All right. Legit. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I want the I want, I want 13 to like pull out a filing cabinet and she just has like a file that says werewolves. <laughs> and then uh, in comma that file energy, like, comma, comma alien, comma cult. Come on, <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Original recipe <laughs> of London. <yeah. clears throat> right. Werewolves. <sighs> That's all I've got. It was kind of boring. Yeah, yep. you know, yeah. Uh, some solid Sarah Jane Smith uh, content. Great Sarah Jane Smith outfit. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Apparently, originally Sorensen was going to die in this, and uh, and and Philip Hinchcliffe was like, "No, he's a man of science. He should survive because he's not stupid." What? All right. And so they brought him back. So so they they changed the ending so that he survived. So weird. So unlike the show that. Yeah. yeah. Well, he just didn't like. He didn't like that. He was like, "There's, he's not doing anything wrong. Like he's, he's, he's not like a bad person. He's he just shouldn't die. He's exploiting a planet, you know. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. fine. It's, it's, that's the British way. Cass. Yeah, I know. Uh, colonizers <laughs> conquering lands, <laughs> taking things that aren't theirs, <sighs> putting them in in their own museums. Yep. You know." Just British, British um, <laughs> <laughs> Just British things. Just British things. Did we have anything else? Otherwise, I'm going to do the the weird stuff at the end. <laughs> sure. Um, do we? No. They left. Yeah. They, yeah, they, they leave. Made, they made They're, it out. Yeah. Sarah hugs that guy, which I don't quite understand. We didn't explode. Yay. Yay, we didn't explode. Also, yeah, we didn't talk about that guy, but like he was a nightmare this whole story. Oh, oh the, the older guy? guy? No, oh not 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 the leader guy, the younger guy. The guy oh, that the was guy. Like, taking charge of everything. I'm the controller now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. God. He was- I just I wanted to beat him up and put him in a locker. <laughs> I mean, he was yeah. He was yeah, he had a he had a good yeah, he, he was sniveling. Yeah. Um I don't know. Big fan of the Joker, that guy. I think. Oh boy! Sure. <laughs> oh no. Anyway, all right. I haven't seen it yet. I can't make any references. <laughs> I, I mean, know. He, just... I know he dances. 
right? Yeah, but I just mean in general. Just the Joker. <laughs> sure. his, 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 his mindset. His mindset. Yeah. Why is my stand-up yeah. not good? <laughs> it must be because no one can take a joke. Guess I gotta kill everyone. <sighs> well. <sighs> we Planet of evil. Planet of evil indeed. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering why I couldn't remember it. And now I remember why I couldn't remember it. Uh, Until you forget again yeah. because it's Planet yeah. of Evil. It's like, oh, this isn't that bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's not that good either. Yeah. Those are the worst kinds. At least I feel something about the next story that we're going to be talking about. So. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I honestly, I like, I know, I know, I know, but also I can't wait. <laughs> is, there a, <laughs> is there a Twitter of Sarah Jane looks? There should be. I don't think so. You should start one. Okay, I will. <laughs> can share the twitter uh next time <laughs> For sure. um so speaking of social media we are on facebook join our listener group um yeah uh we're what are we the doctor's companion listener society i think yeah 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 or maybe just group yeah i don't remember well, yeah i think it's just i'm in a lot group. of facebook groups so it's hard to keep track of them yeah. all wow i don't think we're a society no. <laughs> What is society? No. Um, no. <laughs> um, if you haven't done so yet, please check out our Patreon, where you can access that at duelinggenre.com slash support. Um, if you're not about Patreon for whatever reason, you can also support us um, through merch. If you want to wear our faces on a shirt or on your coffee mug or whatever else, Um we're on T Public, which you can find at duelinggenre.com slash merch. At some point, I am going to make the fat, stupid robots shirt. Oh my god, it's gonna happen. <laughs> just like their outline. Yeah, I think so. Or just like it'll say fat, stupid robots, but the font will look like, like we'll have like Dalek bumps uh, yes. or something. That's cleaner. Yeah. Anyway, fat, stupid robots. It's happening. Right? I'm gonna do hashtag, it. Hashtag fat, stupid robots. <laughs> And if you use Amazon, which face it, everyone uses Amazon, um, give, yeah, use the, our affiliate link, duelinggenre.com slash Amazon. I'm bad at words. Uh, if we're, uh, if we're in, in the spirit of, of honesty, uh, on this podcast and other podcasts, I've been quite, uh, free, uh, fr- quite vocal of my, uh, apprehension towards Amazon and Jeff Bezos being, uh, I'm not going to say it. Just not being the best he could be doing with his money. Mm-hmm. But uh, I want to. I, I feel obligated to air out my hypocrisy. Uh, the other day, I ordered uh, a little Rose Tycho and Paige Tycho action figure, and uh, they both came in the mail today. And earlier in this episode, uh, when I wasn't paying attention to the history, I wasn't on the internet. I was putting them in little cool action hero poses <laughs> and taking photos of them on my phone. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Uh, it's more interesting than what we just watched so (laughs) (laughs) oh man and next next time we're talking about time flight and i'm gonna hate everything so oh boy time flight is this an audio no 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 it's a fifth doctor four that's right yeah yeah we're on we're we're going into five that's this this is fifth doctor and it takes place in an airport (laughs) great and how yep Oh, man. 
honestly, there is some fun stuff in this in this episode. It's just there's there's one aspect of time flight in particular that is so cringy yeah. that it kind of like retroactively ruins the rest of the story. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. Yeah. Oh, no. Um it's like it's like the fourth episode before it happens too. So like God, you're just gonna be like I don't... Yeah, it's four oh, parts. Oh god. Uh, I thought, isn't it? I don't it? remember. I'm pretty sure it is. Um anyway, yeah, it it doesn't happen until like part four, and so you're you're like, uh, you know, what's what like what's what's you're gonna be watching, you're like, I don't know, I don't think this is that bad, and then it's gonna happen and you're gonna be like, Oh <laughs> <laughs> this is bad. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be special. Um, also, worth noting, just to remind everybody where we're on on the Fifth Doctor. The last time we covered the Fifth Doctor, uh, Adric died. So, oh shoot! Oh, the Math Wizard. Yeah, yeah, the rootinest, tootinest <laughs> Math Wizard in the Wild Wild West. Um, See a he, space uh, cowboy. He, yeah, yeah, he yeah. burned alive. Yeah, yeah, he killed all the dino. He took all the dinosaurs with him. <sighs> That's where we were last time we were with the fifth doctor. So uh Time Flight is the uh the in memoriam episode, if you will. <laughs> oh, amazing. Yeah, so <laughs> strap in everybody. Oh, no. Only Adric oh. could calculate my sorrow. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Bye. Uh the only way the only way we could possibly uh uh do justice to the life of our friend Adric. Is to hang out at Heathrow Airport. Oh, it's Heathrow again? Yeah. Oh, no. Damn it. <laughs> There's more than one airport, guys. Uh, is there, though? I don't That's know. That's true. All right. <laughs> anyway, we'll be back next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.